We are here with the former WWE Champion and CEO of Celestial Bodies, Celeste Bonin. Celeste, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. How's your day going out there? Um, it's really great. It's like 157,000 degrees in South Florida, so wow. that's why I'm sweating. <laughs> it's super hot. Tell us a little bit about like how did you get started in the WWE and in your wrestling career? Like, Why don't you give us the you know, the breakdown. So I got signed. I moved my whole life down to South Florida. I was there, only there for a few weeks. I still hadn't, I never wrestled before. I didn't have an in-ring persona. Uh, I didn't have an arsenal of moves or a style of wrestling. And I ended up getting called up to debut on WWE TV wow. um, after only a couple of weeks of being signed with the company. Um, and it was because they, they, they have a show called NXT and it used to be a reality based elimination show. The show was live. Wow. So I debuted on live TV, like literally wrestled for the first time ever on live TV. I ended up winning that season. Mm. Um, it was, uh, we were like rookies. And so I, I won that, um, the season. So it gave me a spot on the main roster. Wow. And then I kind of just like clawed my way up the ladder, uh, you know, learning how to wrestle as I went and um, and uh, I think three years in I uh, became the, the Divas champion so wow. it was uh, kind of just a really crazy ride. <laughs> wow wow what was it like like were you nervous the first time you went out there tell us about like how did it feel like when you were out there? Well when I got the call that I was going to debut and you know I had no experience I cried <laughs> but it was just like an instant reaction because I was like I'm not ready like oh my god why is this happening and then when I had a chance to kind of like you know, let it settle and, and really sink in that I was given this amazing opportunity. I was like, well, you know, screw it. Um, there, you know, no one expects anything from me at this point. And I, you know, I have nothing to lose. And that's the attitude that I went out there with. And it actually ended up being the best thing that could have happened to me. Wow. And so I, I told myself that if I could make it through that, that I could make it through anything. Yeah. And that's kind yeah. of been my mantra. <laughs> wow. When you were like growing up, was there somebody that you idolized? Like, as a wrestler, like like who did you look up to? So it wasn't like a huge, huge wrestling fan as a kid. Um, my brother was, and so everything my brother did, I wanted to do because I, I really looked up to him. He was kind of the one I loved when I was like a little kid, but when I got older and I really started noticing the women, the female wrestlers, um, I always like had such a girl crush on Beth Phoenix. Oh, because yeah, yeah. She was, and she kind of embodied like what I wanted to be. She was um, like the the strongest woman on the roster. And, you know, at that time there were so many like model types and I knew I wasn't that type. I've always been like jacked since I was like five. It was just genetically, and I just have a ton of muscle. And so I, I looked at her and I, she made me feel like I could do it. Like I could be, you know, I could be her or, you know, I could strive to be like her. And so um, I got the opportunity to work with her a lot um, when I made it to the main roster and she was incredible and she taught me so much. So it was like really cool being able to meet somebody that I idolized. Mm. What was it that spawned you like out there to really like go into wrestling? I know that, you know, you there's some, you know, your childhood and everything, but was there a moment? Can you give us like something that really like a turning event? I, I don't know if I could like pinpoint one moment, but I... I when I was like nineteen or twenty, I was a I loved 
fitness and I wanted to try to do fitness competitions and I did maybe like three or four figure competitions right and it was fun and I loved it and I loved the commitment and the dedication and all that and I just I've always loved working out and you know pushing myself to the limit but um I always felt for me that it was a very like static version of myself and mm -hmm. I wanted to become this like very or have a platform to be this very dynamic person right. and professional wrestling was kind of the the best of both of those worlds like the physical athleticism and you know all the hard work and training and then also the opportunity to have you know over-the-top character and and be ridiculous and it you know it be that's the part of uh, that's the world that it is and so it's accepted and so it, it, it was that kind of through my experience in competing and 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 being in the fitness industry that I realized like well professional wrestling is kind of perfect for me. Tell us about um, the woman's empowerment that you've been doing and you know how that's you know how you've been impacting women out there. I really wanted to take this platform that I had built in wrestling and you know use it to empower women and make you know women feel good about themselves and what they're wearing and because I'm such a huge advocate of when you look good you feel good you mm -hmm. know and so that has a lot to do with your clothes and um, so that was my initial you know thought and my motivation behind creating a, a women's fitness apparel line and then somewhere along the way the culture and the message of social bodies became a little bit over sexualized and you know we were just using super you know fitness models and kind of these women with unattainable looks and um, I would get messages from people on social media or in person saying you know oh I love your your brand um, I can't wait to get it in good enough shape to wear your leggings and that was like the total opposite message that I wanted to send so um, I went through like a really tough divorce last year mm -hmm. in 2017 and I, I basically restructured my entire company and entire vision and the feel and the vibe and um, started you know I, I redid all of my um, my my photos and the models that I use and just the, the messages throughout social media and my ads, I kind of just really focused on empowering women instead of making women feel like they had to look a certain way to wear, you know, my my clothing brand. Mm -hmm. And um, I I felt like I've done a good job about being very open and relatable about all the the struggles that I've gone through over the past like year or two with mm -hmm. my marriage and and kind of like starting over building my company and um, I've gotten such an overwhelming amount of feedback on you know in person social media expos about women are like you know thank you for sharing your story I went through a similar situation and you know so it's it means so much to me to be able to relate to these women that you know know me from whether it's wrestling or just in the fitness industry or whatever it is it's it's really amazing mm. and what do you do like what is it that you can give women out there right now if you were to give them some advice what would you give them in terms of you know performing like how do how do you get psyched up how do you get motivated and what sort of like you know guidance or inspiration could give them out there right now today I just try to always maintain that attitude um, the attitude of uh, you know, what can I, what, what do I have to lose? Mm. What's the worst that can happen? And yeah, there's some probably pretty bad scenarios, <laughs> mm. pretty embarrassing things that could happen, but you know, in the bigger picture, what's the worst that could happen when you put yourself out there and, and you, you know, you're under a ton of pressure. What is the worst? And you, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to 
do it, you're going to go kill it, and you're going to come back, and you're like, well, that wasn't so bad. Mm. And then you go, you kind of store that in your brain for next time you're under a, a high-pressure situation where you have to perform. You kind of, like, remember, well, last time I thought this was, like, the end of the world because I was so nervous, and then I went out there and I killed it. So you kind of, like, refocus and rechannel that. Mm. Uh, and then I think the last thing would be that I, I always have fun no matter what mm. um, because I feel like when you don't love what you're doing, then it's time to step away. Mm. And, um, and you know, if you, if you, and I'm, I mean, so if you don't love it, it's time to step away, but it's also, if it, it's normal to be nervous and have anxiety about high pressure situations. So the minute you lose that too, hmm. then it's also time to step yeah. away. I know you've done a lot of work with women, you know, and addiction and, you know, can you give us some insight on, you know, yourself in the past, how you've overcome addiction and how can you, you know, give us some ideas and feedback? I just, I know for me personally, and I can always only speak from my experiences, um, you know, it took me hitting rock bottom several times before I really realized, okay, I have to understand the reasons that I, that led me to addiction. I have to understand certain things about myself and, and, and not be so hard on myself. Like I learned I, I learned so much about myself through my divorce, through, you know, recovering from, you know, drug and alcohol addiction. And, and it, uh, the biggest thing I can take away is that I have major flaws in, a, you know, in certain areas of my life. And that's okay. Cause like everybody does. And so no one's perfect. And like you said, like on social media, it, it's everybody's highlight reel is what I like to say. Mm. So I've, I, you know, it took therapy and it took definitely hitting rock bottom a few times and then, and then opening up myself to people that I trusted, whether they're family, friends, um, to hold myself accountable. And, mm. and that's huge too, because a, a lot of times, um, uh, addiction, whether it's to sh shopping or, you know, it's a food addiction or, you know, drugs, and alcohol, any, there, so many things can be addicting and it's shameful and you, you, at first I hid all of it and I, I kept it to myself. And then when I started opening up about it to friends and family, I realized that it held me accountable. And then when I became even more comfortable to talk about it on like social media platforms, then I realized like I was truly on the way to recovery. I feel like we're always in recovery mm. because you know, you're never completely beat mm. an, an addiction. You're always going to have it. So I think like it's it comes in different steps and every step you have to be honest with yourself and then you can start being honest with your loved ones and people that you trust and if you're brave enough you can be honest on social media um, and that's not for everybody obviously but I felt like because I went through so much in such a short period of time that it was kind of I, I needed to share it on social media because it did I got so much feedback in a positive way like the first time I shared um, I think it was like about a year ago, I shared um, an Instagram post about addiction and having to go through like a rehab and like all that and feeling like I wanted to die and like all these things. And I literally, I mean, I got hundreds and hundreds of comments and not one of them was negative. It was all like so positive and, and people telling me their stories, complete strangers. I had emails for weeks of people because I had my email on my, my Instagram account and I, I literally had people just pouring their heart out over email and like I'm a complete stranger so they felt like they could relate to me and that was so special so right. um, I haven't done a ton of things um, specifically with uh, rehab I, I did or you know um, addiction recovery but I did a little I don't know if you call it like a PSA I did a, a video interview with 
this um, rehab clinic that reached out to me. And I made a trip out there and I sat down and I was super open and honest about a ton of things. And it was really therapeutic for me. Mm. And, and um, when it came out, it was hard to watch because it was the first time I'd ever watched myself talk about the really hard stuff. Mm. And then I made myself watch it a bunch of times and then I felt confident enough to like share it and like, hey, he goes, here's like, here's my stuff. Like, this is as bad as it gets. And that, you know, and I think that just helps people feel like they're not alone. Yeah. So, you know, tell us about social bodies and, and what that's about, you know, and how, how that's going and how people can get in touch with you. Um, okay. So I, the, a little quick story about, uh, about social bodies. When I first started, um, I had this concept from uh, my wrestling gear. I used to have the seamstresses backstage so this little ruching in kind of like the rear seam of the leggings and it um, created this kind of super curve hugging uh, result in all of my I had it sewn into all my wrestling shorts pants one pieces and then I took that concept and and I was like why is nobody doing this in leggings because I and I'm not alone like every girl loves to wear leggings they're comfortable they're flattering they're just, you can live in them. And it's much more widely accepted that leggings are pants now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just knew what I wanted to do. And I knew that I, as a more muscular girl, I kind of had issues finding clothes that fit me really well or were super flattering. Um, so I had this vision, okay, I'm going to create this line that's going to make women feel confident, comfortable. They can train in it. They can hang out in it, whatever. So I took some of my wrestling gear and I took it to a woman that makes competition suits for like bikini figure competitors. And she made me a prototype. So it became the, the signature of my brand. Do you so, have, let's, I mean, what, what, do you have anything? Show us something. This is a pair of shorts that I had made as a, like a wrestling outfit. Yeah. And this is my logo right here sewn in. Nice. And then, so I don't know if you can see it. So this is this the seam in the butt. It's nice. called Booty Squash. Nice, nice. And so I was the first company to put it. So I, I put this in shorts, leggings, bodysuits. It's the signature of my line, Booty Scrunch. And every garment that I sell, um, I've designed myself. Nice. And it was made in the U.S. Nice. And um, so 100% made in the U.S.A. And um, it's, all, it's, it's active wear, but it's stuff that you can wear to work you can wear it just if you're gonna like hang out and watch Netflix and you can dress it up too so I've really tried hard to kind of um, consider everything that we as women do throughout the day and yeah. try to find something that's comfortable flattering nice. and um, something that lasts so so show us this clothing that you've got on I'm sure everybody wants to see how it looks on you so I have like I don't know if you see it these are my limited edition um, here's my scrunch I don't know if you can see it nice Look. nice weird okay so this is where the scrunch goes, yeah, just kind of like curves, accentuates your um, body. This is a sports bra. It's, so this is the great thing about the sports bra. A, I well, so I design everything, and I design it with all types of women in mind. The amazing thing about that is, so I'm obviously super picky about the sports bras I wear. So I designed this with myself in mind, but I have models and you know girls that work for me that have smaller natural breasts. And the bras fit just as well. So, like, I really try to put out stuff that's super universal for all body types. Mm. Um, and so, like, I have my really, you know, my best sellers, my solids that I'll always have that are just, like, staples of any, um, you know, legging uh, collection. But I, I put out really fun limited edition prints seasonally and for, like, different holidays. So, um, my, my most recent 
uh, limited release was this super like '90s uh, feel, kind of like um, Blossom esque with mm. you know grungy plaids, and so the super obnoxious um, florals that I did for the last nice. uh, release. And um, they're just super fun, and like all of them have the signature scrunch, which obviously looks different, you know, when you hold it up than it does on the body. Yeah. Um, so I, it's fun to do these limited prints because it kind of gets it. Nice. I like those. These are like those really are hot. super. Those are hot. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the problem with making really high quality leggings is that um, they last. Right, so you are not having to constantly replace them. So when you, so you know, there's a, I have a super loyal customer base, and so they have you know all of the the you know the the blacks, the the grays, the stuff, you know, the the staple leggings, and so they don't need new ones because they're super durable, they last, and so I come out with these new fun prints because it's something that you know keeps. That something fresh keeps them coming back just for variety, and um, I I literally uh, it's super important to me to to live breathe um, sleep social body so it's literally all I wear unless I you know have to go to court. <laughs> That's a terrible example, right. um, but uh, right. so like I just love. And and that's the fun part too is like and I love like I'm such I'm in love with plaid like and flannels and stuff like that so I put out a, a lot of plaid. Nice. <laughs> so you that's know, the fun stuff. Our customers it. love discounts. Can you can you give us any sort of coupon or how could people act today and get some sort of special offer or something going on with Celeste Bodies? How would they do that? How would they go? So they'll go to celestialbodies.com. So it's celestialbodies with a z dot com and. Um, you know, put everything you want in your cart, and then when you check out, we'll give you whatever you choose the discount code to be. I'll go in and activate it in the system just okay. for the people that are listening. Let's make it perform podcast. Okay, so WWE is holding their second annual May Young Classic. May Young Classic. Um, it's a tournament, and um, they pull in 32 women from around the world, and um, basically people that are not on the, the WWE roster. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm alumni, so so far I think I'm the only one that's alumni, but they pull in, um, you know, independent wrestlers from just representing all countries, and they do this really big tournament, and so um, I will be participating in that. So it's my first time doing anything WWE-related in four and a half years. Wow. So it's, it's my big WWE uh, return, and um, we did an interview with ESPN about it, and so I'm really excited. and. Uh, I film it early August, which is just coming up in like two weeks. So I'm a little nervous. I'll take some of my own advice about performing, yeah. and, and um, it'll air uh, in early fall. I'm pretty sure, and then the finals will air a little bit later this year, and that will be on the WWE Network. Nice, nice. Can you? Are you taking any supplements or any health tips or any fitness tips you want to give our viewers right now? Um, I actually just recently went vegan, and mm. I never even entertained it before, but I just. I knew a lot of people that I, uh, you know, ar around me that just preach it and, you know, they love it. And so I tried it and I, and I'm in like super good shape right now just for making such a drastic change in my diet because I've always had such a meathead mentality, you know, so, you know, high protein and, um, and, uh, you know, chicken, turkey, beef, all that. And so I changed my diet maybe two and a half months ago and I'm obsessed with eating vegan and I feel good and I feel good about just like, you know the uh, welfare of animals and and all that stuff. So um, I'm doing that, and um, 
really the only thing I do like supplement wise is I, I take you know a, a BCAAs and um, I'll take a fat runner every now and then but I've been and then I um, I've gotten into vegan protein <laughs> so I'll have like a vegan protein shake every once in a while I'm trying to go vegan I'm pescatarian right now so I'm like slowly like making the transition what's, what's pescatarian so Sorry, I don't know I I don't eat um, beef or chicken or pork okay. or any of that I'll but I'll eat fish right like, okay so I'll have you know salmon or tuna or sushi but I won't have say you know big steak dinner right it's been a big transition for me too it's just such a mindset you know you're like well I'm gonna do it and then it just kind of becomes how you do things and you feel better like I don't know I feel lighter I feel more clear-headed I feel not so heavy you know you don't just, get sweats yeah <laughs> this is true all right, yeah. listen, it was a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for tuning in and you know giving us all your feedback. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me.